The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. The mitzvah of Kibbutz Avaim, honoring parents, is so important. And it's interesting, in the Sefer HaChinuch, that's a Sefer that has a discussion and an essay on all 613 mitzvahs. He gives a little introduction by the mitzvah of Kibbutz Avaim. And he says one of the most important midas, one of the most important characteristics that a person could have is hakoras hatoiv, recognizing the good that others do for us. As a matter of fact, he writes so strongly. He says it is absolutely repulsive. It's awful if a person doesn't have hakoras hatoiv. He doesn't recognize the good that others have done for him. And that's how he introduces Kibbutz Avaim. He says we have to be so grateful to our parents. They are the ones that brought us into this world. And when you think about it, they have done so much for us, especially in our youth, when we are so dependent on them. And that's why the mitzvah is such a priority. As a matter of fact, he says something amazing. The Sefer HaChinuch says that when you have to your parents, you're going to realize how great Hashem is. And through Kibbut Avaim, you're going to have covered of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and realize all the good that Hashem does for us. If you take a look in the Yerdea, Simen Reish Mem, there are 25 Seifim, 25 different types of laws and Hanhogais, ways that we should behave regarding our parents. No one can ever call a father or a mother by their first name, chas v'shalom. You're not supposed to sit in their place. Now we know in the dining room of many homes, the father has a specific place where he sits. That means that throughout the week, if you're doing homework, you can't be sitting in that place. That's not covered. Your father and mother, they have specific places where they sit and their place is holy. And so therefore, it behooves us. That means it would be so special if we could learn these halachas in Simon Reish Mem and Yerdea to understand the importance and the dignity and the respect that we have to have for our parents. Now, for example, it's mentioned, if let's say your father has a specific first name, which all of our fathers do, you have a friend that has that same first name, you really shouldn't be calling that friend in front of your father. Your father might be thinking that maybe you're referring to him and that would be a lack of covet. So let's listen to the stories that we are about to tell and realize that in the Asera Sadibrais, both in Pasha Yisrael and in Pasha's Vashanan, Kibbut Avaim is included and the reward for Kibbut Avaim. There are not too many mitzvahs that it says their reward, but the reward is longevity. Arichas Yomim. So you could imagine how important it is that the Torah gives us the reward and tells us what's in store for us when we have Kibbut Avaim. I'll just tell you one more thing. Rab Sham Shafal Hirsch asks a very interesting question. And that is, if you take a look at the Aseris Adibrais, five on one side, five on the other. Many people say that the first five are bin Adam Lamakim, between man and Hashem. The second five are bin Adam between man and man, between people and each other. 
Now listen to this. Rav Shamshafal Hirsch asked the question, why then is Kibbut Avaim the fifth one on the right side, so to speak? It's not Benodolam As great as our parents are, they're human beings, right? So why is it Benodolam Wakaim? And he says a fabulous terrorist. He says, you know why we have the obligation to serve our parents and treat them with dignity and care? It's not only because they take care of us. Dogs take care of their puppies and cats take care of their kittens, right? So even animals take care of their offspring, but because they bring us back to our Sinai, because they teach us Torah, they teach us the legacy of Yiddishkeit, and that's the Ben Adam Lamakim, and that's the greatest respect that we should have for our parents, because they teach us what Yiddishkeit and Torah and Yerushalayim is all about. Let's remember that when we deal with our parents, to give them the greatest honor and the greatest respect. Enjoy these stories, and you will see how great people feel about Kibbutz Avaim. The name of this story is the warm connection between a child and his parents. All of us who have heard about the great tzaddik, the Godel Hadar of Chaim Kanievsky, when we think about him, we think about his tremendous Avasatayra, his tremendous Yediyah Satayra, and the tremendous amount of learning that he accomplished every single day and every single year. But what I would like to talk about is his relationship with his parents. We all know the story when Yitzchak wanted to give Esav a bracha. Yaakov came in and got the brachis. And now in Parsha's Toldais, it tells us that Esav now comes into his father. And look at these words. He brought the food to his father. Now take a look at it. Isn't it amazing? You can read it frontwards and backwards. If you go to the last letter, the Vav, and you read it backwards towards the front, you'll see that it says also Vayovelaviv. That is called in English a palindrome. There are many words that are palindromes. Mom, pop, dad, race car, radar, all these words. But Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky said, why did the Torah make these words, a palindrome? And he said, you know why? Because the way you treat your parents, that's how your children are going to treat you. Now Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky had a son-in-law, and the son-in-law's name is Rabbi Yitzchak Kaladetsky. I once went to visit him, and he told me an amazing thing. He said every single morning after davening, Rab Chaim Kanievsky, before he went to the Kaila, he would go visit his mother, Trebitzin Pesha Miriam Kanievsky, the stipler's wife. This went on for many, many years. And Nebuch, when she passed away, so he stopped coming. A few days later, he met his father, Rabbi Yaakov Yisrael Kanievsky, the stipler of. And the stipler said to his son, Rab Chaim, I also used to enjoy when you came. You see, Rab Chaim thought that only his mother would be interested in having a little talk in the morning with her son. He didn't realize that his father also enjoyed his company. Rabbi Yitzchok Kaladetsky told me for the next 12 years, Rab Chaim never missed a morning that he didn't go to visit his father. That was the keep it off. I think there's a great lesson there. We have to give cover to our parents and recognize that they appreciate our presence. They appreciate our calls. I would say if 
you can call your grandparents. That's also a sense of Kibbutz Avayim. Call them every Friday to say good Shabbos. And as you get older, don't forget to always call your parents because parents love when children have a connection to them. Now, I want to tell you something that is so beautiful. We know that Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky had a tremendous love for Torah, Avasa Torah. How did he get it? I'll tell you what I think. Do you know that every night when he was a little boy, three years old, his father, the God of Adur, Yaakov Yisrael Kanievsky, would sing a song to him before he went to sleep. See, the stipler took a list of all the Mishnayas, from Brachas all the way down to Uktsin, and he made a song. And that's how Rab Chaim, as a little boy, knew the names of all the Mishnayas. And you know something? My son, when he was in the fifth grade, my son, Rabbi Eliezer, his Rebbe told him, you know, when you come home, when you come back from the Sukkot's vacation, you have to know all the Masechtas. And he came home and he said to me, how am I going to learn all the Masechtas? There's so many. I said, it's not a problem. We'll make a song. Now, I had no idea that that's what the stipler did for his son, Rab Chaim. And so I'm going to sing you this song. And I believe that if you listen to this song numerous times, you too will be able to know all of Shas. You'll know all the names of all the Masechtas. Brochis and Peyot Mai and Klayim Shviyis and Trumois and Mai Serois Maisa Shani Chalo or Lobikurim Zesaydez Roim Shabbos and Ervim Sochim and Shkolim Yuma Sukabeya and Rosh Hashanah Tainus Megillah Maikotten Chagiga Zesaydemoyed Yevamis and Kesubais Nidarim Nazisaita Gidin and Kedushin, Zesaydenoshim. Bava Kama, Bava Metzia, Bava Basra Sanhedrin, Makois and Shvois and Adiyais. Avoy de Zara, Avoys and Hurdiyais, Zesaydenizikin. Zvachim and Nachis, Hulin Bechoy, Rois Echin Temura and Chrysois. Me'ila tamid midois and kinim zeseide kachim kelim oilois negayim porotaharois mikvois nidamachshirim zovim tfulyam yadayim uktin zeseide taharois zroyim moyid nashim. Nezikin kochim taharois, zesede hamishnayois. The name of this story is a most moving bar mitzvah. As we said in the introduction, one of the rewards of kibbutz avaim is arichas yamim, living long, having long days, and we will see something now so incredible. This story happened way back in 1938. At that time, Rab Shemaya and his wife Rivka Reichman, they lived in Vienna, Austria. And they were going to make a bar mitzvah for their son Eli. He was going to lane in the Adasius Royal Shul in Vienna. And Matzah Shabbos, there was going to be a big Lava Malka for family and friends. 
Now, a few days before the Bar Mitzvah, Rab Shmaya's father, who actually lived in Belad in Hungary, got very sick. <coughs> and he could not travel to Vienna for the Bar Mitzvah. And now a decision had to be made. Are they going to make the Bar Mitzvah without the Zaidi because he couldn't travel? Or just either cancel it or delay it. But you know what they decided? They're going to have the Bar Mitzvah in Hungary. They're going to take the little boy Ellie and some of the family members and go from Vienna to Belad, Hungary so that the Zaidi could be at the Bar Mitzvah. What keyboard of of Rabshmaya. Beautiful. In other words, he said, the whole party that we have for all the people and all the family, that's not important. What's important is that my father should be at the Bar Mitzvah. And sure enough, they traveled there. And they had the Bar Mitzvah where the father was able to attend. Now listen to this. Friday night, they were all sitting at the Suda. And there was a lot of noise outside. And there was yelling and screaming. And it seemed like there was something joyous going on. But the Reichmans, they didn't care what's going on outside in Belad, Hungary. After all, they were Yidden and they were celebrating Shabbos and the Bar Mitzvah of the boy Eli, the grandson of the grandfather who had been ill. And then, what's a Shabbos, they heard the news. Terrible, terrible news that the Germans had invaded Vienna and they had come into the city of Vienna and they were taking over in Austria. And so many shuls were ransacked that Friday night. Yidden were hurt, Yidden were killed. And you know something? They were even looking for Abshmaya Reichman because he was a wealthy man. And the only reason that they didn't find him and they didn't kill him was because he was in Belad in Hungary. And so because of the mitzvah of Kibbut Avaim, his life was saved. And you know something? He never went back to Vienna. His wife and children went and got the children. But Rav Shmaya knew it was too dangerous for him to be seen in Vienna. And eventually, they were able to get out and they came to Toronto. Now, one of the sons that Rav Shmaya had was the famous Moshe Reichman, who was one of the greatest Balit Stoka in the world. A tremendous person who gave Stoka all over the world. And the only reason that the family was able to survive was because they were away because of the mitzvah of Kibbut Avaim. And I want to tell all of you something. You know, it's mentioned in Shulchan Aruch that giving covet and honor and dignity to grandparents is also part of Kibbut Avaim. And I would suggest to every single one of you, every Friday, if you have grandparents, call them to say a good Shabbos. Tell them what happened. You don't have to have a big, long conversation. But the fact that you acknowledge their presence will make them feel so special. And that's part of the mitzvah of Kibbut Avaim. Calling grandparents, wishing them good Shabbos, letting them know that you think of them. I can tell you personally, my grandchildren, most of them, they call either Thursday or Friday to say good Shabbos. And my wife and I feel so proud. Make your parents and grandparents proud and do that every Shabbos, every era of Shabbos. The name of this story is A Trip of a Lifetime. I will never forget 
when my father came over to me in the spring of 1964 and he said to me, this summer you're going to do something that is so special. Agudas Yisrael, the great world organization, is having a Knesia Gedoyla. That means a great gathering where Gedoyla from all over the world and Aguda members from all over the world are going to gather in Eretz Yisrael and Yerushalayim. And I would like you to go there. And I want you to listen to what the Rabbonim, the Gedoylim, the Askonim of the world say, and it will be amazing. And then my father said to me, I would like you to do a favor, not only for me, but for your uncle. I had an uncle, his name was Rabbi Melech Tress. Many people know him as Mike Tress. He was the executive director of Agudas Yisrael in America. And of course, he was planning to go to this great Knesia Gedoyla. But unfortunately, he wasn't well and he was not able to travel. So my father had a genius idea. He said, I want you to take a tape recorder and I want you to visit certain prominent Gedoylim and let them make a recording. You record it for him, you bring it back to him, it'll be fabulous. Now, of course, if I was doing this, I was doing it because my father told me, which was an idea of Kibbut Aim. And because I went to Eretz Yisrael, and because I went, as my father told me, with a tape recorder, I was able to get into wonderful, wonderful people. I want to tell you one of the greatest Kibbut Aim things that I ever did in my life. You see, when I was in Eretz Yisrael, in those years, in 1964, nobody had, very few people had telephones, forget about cell phones. So my father would write me and my mother would write me every day and I wrote them back. And my father said to me, you know, I heard somebody wakes up people for slichas. It would be so special for me if you would go and record how this old man wakes up people for slichas early in the morning. You know, when I got the letter, I was thinking, is this guy still alive? And I went to a few people, some say he was alive, some say he wasn't alive, they weren't sure if he did it or not. Well, I took a friend of mine and we went in the dark to a place called the Bukharian Houses. All of a sudden, I hear in the distance somebody saying in Yiddish, that means get up Fasliches. I ran over to this guy. I said, look, my father asked me that I should please record. He said, there's somebody that goes and we wakes up people Fasliches. Do you know who that could be? He looks at me and he says, that's me. I said, wow, that's amazing. Could you please, I have to do this for my father. I'm leaving Eretz Yisrael in two days. Could you please, please record it? And he said, okay. And he goes like this. And this is a Mishnah in Avais. Yisrael am Kodosh then he turns to me and he says, Okay? Oh, was that okay? That was the most okay thing in my life. My father listened to that without exaggeration over a hundred times. Now let me tell you what it means. Yisrael Am Kodesh, Yisrael the Holy Nation. Shteit Oif, wake up, Lavoidas Aboide, for the service of your Creator. Now this is the Mishnah. Rotskatsvi, run like a deer. Gibor Koari, be strong like a lion. 
to do the will of your Father in Heaven. That winter, that was the first time Rabbi Shalom Shradron, the Maggid of Yishalayim, came to America. And he stayed in our home for six months. And I remember shortly after he came, my father said to Rabbi Shalom, Rabbi Shalom, I want to bring you back to Yishalayim. And he put on that recording. Rabbi Shalom started crying. The tears were coming down his cheeks. He said, Oh yeah, I remember when that man was a young man. I was a little boy, five years old. And I used to hear him sing that and wake up the people for slichas. And after he finished, I rolled over my bed. I put my blanket over myself and I went back to sleep. He said, but that was such a precious memory how this man would wake up people for slichas. And what a beautiful thing that is. That's how people would get up for slichas in Elo, in Yushalayim, Iran Kodesh. And that was one of the greatest mitzvahs of Kibbutz Aim I was ever able to do. And I'll tell you something, my mother loved it as well. And every morning after that, when I came home, she would play that on the intercom system to wake us up. That's how we woke up every morning. The name of this story is a very bright idea. We all know that Rab Chaim Kanievsky was the Godel Hadar, the greatest Talmud Chacham of his time. And he wrote many, many Svarim. And there were people, wealthy people, who many times gave Rab Chaim money so that he should be able to publish his Svarim. And they gave him money so he would be able to give out to poor people and to those who needed it for whatever reason. Now there was this gentleman, let's call him Rab Salman, and Rab Salman was very close to Rab Chaim, and he appreciated that Rab Chaim accepted the money so that he'd be able to print his svarim and give out stock. One year before Hanukkah, he brought a beautiful menorah to Rab Chaim. He had spent a lot of money on it. It was a shiny silver menorah, very tall and very elegant. And Rab Chaim accepted it, and the man was very happy. But as Hanukkah got closer, Rab Chaim realized that he had a certain problem. You see, Rab Chaim's wife, Rebetzin Batsheva Kanievsky, her grandfather was Rab Arya Levine, and he was a great, great tzaddik. Everybody knows the book of tzaddik in our time about Rab Arya Levine. And Rab Arya Levine had given Rab Chaim and his wife, that was Rab Arya's granddaughter, for their chasaneah gave them a menorah. It was a simple menorah, but it was a menorah that they could use outside to light Hanukkah licht. And every year up to that point, Rab Chaim always used that menorah, not only to honor his wife, but to honor his wife's grandfather. And we know honoring a grandfather is also part of Kibbut Avahim. But now what was he going to do? This wealthy man had gotten him this gorgeous, beautiful silver menorah. And he would probably come by to see if Rab Chaim was lighting that menorah or if that menorah was lit. And Rab Chaim came up with a great idea. And he said to his Rebetzin, look, I am going to continue my minig of using the menorah that your grandfather, Rab Arya Levine, did. And I want you to be yaitza with the bracha that I'm going to say. So now, after I finish lighting this menorah from your grandfather, you're going to go with a whole group of women and light the other menorah. 
and that will be Parsume Nisa, because everybody will see that you are lighting this beautiful menorah. And when this man comes by and he sees the menorah being lit, or the menorah standing wherever it is, and it's lit for Hanukkah, he'll feel very special that we in the family honored him by using his menorah. What a bright idea that was of Rab Chaim, because he still wanted to do the Kibbut Ava'im of honoring Rab Arya Levine by using that menorah that he gave him, but yet he didn't want to insult this person, and so he had his wife light that menorah. A great idea for Hanukkah, and a great bright idea for Kibbut Ava'im. story come again bring a friend stories to inspire.org <laughs>